Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I've had the privilege of meeting a number of individuals that have shared fascinating stories from their experiences in the pre-COVID and COVID periods. In fact, even in early 2021, COVID remains a big part of our everyday lives. Out of 253 podcasts to date, one initiative that stands out represents my chat with three grade 12 students from Western Canada High School here in Calgary. The students, Bridget Ferguson, Katie Sattler, and Grace Atala, took the initiative in 2020 to launch Joy to Job, a series of webinars dedicated to connecting students with community professionals. The girls shared the origin story of Joy to Job on episode 236 earlier this year. Take the time to consider reaching out to Bridget, Katie or Grace, or even their advisor, Jennifer Lessier from Platform Calgary, to join one of their webinar sessions in order to provide your professional guidance and advice to Calgary students seeking to remove some of the uncertainty connected to their future careers. Once again, thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast from whatever app you access your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and even Amazon Music. I also invite you to leave a review to allow others to easily find the Calgary Business Podcast. Have a great day and stay safe. Good morning and welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and for episode 255, I've got David Lowe on the line. Good afternoon. Or is it morning? Or no, we're still, we're just at the cusp. We're at noon. It's 12.01 and our lives are measured in like seconds these days. So, you know, it's like 30 seconds. We're late for that meeting. Damn. Well, this is, uh, you know, and we, we had lucky because I thought with that snow two days ago, so today's the 24th, but two days ago, that dump, I thought, wow, we're headed, we're going to have another freeze. And then it, <laughs> It warmed up and it makes it messy, makes for car- messy cars. Yeah, uh, it's, it's that Calgary slushy brown phase now that we're going into that we all love. Well, you had, there's a quote you and I talked offline, but I'm going to give I'm going to come to that quote in a second. But I want David, I want you to introduce what you do, because you're the Victoria Park. Uh, is it BIA? How do I describe? Yeah. That? So the, the Victoria Park Business Improvement Area. And right. I am the executive director slash chief cook and bottle washer of that organization. And I say that cheekily because I've been, uh, I was out working in the minus 25, 30, putting up uh, an installation for Chinook Blast. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that one, are they in your zone, Chinook Blast? Mm. Chinook Blast was, uh, had art installations all over uh, the downtown and, and city. Um. And ours was just one of one of many that were part of that festival. Oh, okay. So it was. A, sorry, I thought it was. A, it's. A, so it was called Chinook Blast. See, this is. I'm just like in a. I'm in a cocoon. Um, <laughs> I, I literally live in a bubble. Like, I'm. Do you remember that movie Cocoon? Yeah. Just the bottom of the pool. Like, I literally. I don't know what's going on if it's not if it doesn't come into my remit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Chinook Blast was this is the first year uh, of attempting it. Obviously, COVID kind of threw things uh, through a curveball and things. But it was the city of Calgary's um, attempt and response at trying to uh, grow up and become a real winter city. 
So pre-COVID, it was imagined to be sort of a a three-week long winter music, cultural festival uh, type thing, um, tied closely to the the very successful Glow Festival that is run, uh, put on by the uh, Calgary Downtown Association. And and then this year, uh, it was sort of reimagined um, through the lens of COVID and and what can we do safely and what can we do to help... um, remind people that there is, uh, you know, a, a really neat value proposition in coming uh, downtown. And so we were doing that with, you know, giant art installations, uh, you know, the thing that we did and um, some other things uh, assaulted throughout um, the downtown core. So, so this is cool. Cause I just had a conversation yesterday with um, we were talking about the Gumbu museum. So the whole, you know, that how to do get artists and the lady I spoke with, and just let me give you the, the name because it's slipping my head, Jenny P- Pipegrass from over at Glenbow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and we were, she started a thing called Project Project. And it was the getting artists together. I don't know, you know, there's so much because we we're talking about how to get people together again. So th- did you, how was, how would you say, describe this Chinook Blast? Did it get people together and the art community and, Oh, for sure. And I am I am a big proponent these days of the, the gestures matter so much. Yeah. So doing anything that is sort of beyond the, the routine, the normal, the ordinary is super, super important. And it, and it just brings a smile to, to people's faces. So the the you know, in our case, um, Fort Chinook was composed of uh about a hundred thousand liter water cubes or water containers. Um, And we made this giant uh, fort type structure as a, as a symbol of, of strength and solidarity and hope and, and the visuals. And, and when you're just walking along and you see this thing, it's like, wow, okay, that that sounds pretty neat. And, and the kids, Wait, was it a nice, was it just because you used it all that water must've froze. Uh, Well, we used, so they're, they're, they're giant, um, plastic containers that are used in, in heavy industry for shuffling liquids around and they hold yeah. a thousand liters. And we, we, we didn't fill all of them with water, but we used about 15,000 liters of water for ballast for this structure to keep it from blowing away on us because it is a Chinook. <laughs> and, you know, the engineer said that'd probably be a thing. And we were like, yeah, okay, we're great. So um, anyway, back to that chief cook and bottle washer thing, you know, part of our, our, job as an organization and what i do is you know we we do um produce uh really cool um structures and, and things like this so but i okay so i'm cheating i'm going to your instagram handle i do not see the blast i don't see the fort like i'm excited when you told me about the fort because i was a kid we made forts all the time you know the and here i don't see where is that on instagram come on uh okay. so you should be uh hashtag chinook blast and uh okay. if you if you hit tw- i know it's on twitter for sure because we, we've been putting it there so and hashtag yeah. fortunook maybe this is it there's a fortunook is part of oh this is this colorful lights yeah oh, okay. oh there you go i lied but this is really cool so there's full of those are full of water uh You're the two- yeah partially yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So this is really cool. I, I, for the benefit of the two listeners out there, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of this, what it is on lights, boxes on lights, and you got a waterfall, or it looks like a waterfall. Wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this happened 
This happened while I was in the cocoon. <laughs> this happened while you were in the cocoon. While everyone was hunkered down under their blankets, we were building this thing. So, yeah. yeah. You, okay, I have to say, you did pretty good. You got 326 likes or whatever. That one, is a, it's a reels or whatever video. And I, I, I'm pretty, it's a pretty impressive like to watch that. So mm-hmm. how, how many the people come down? Oh, you got several posts now. Okay, so I lied. There's a several. There's there a you go. <laughs> So your bottle washing days are finished. Now you're doing something else. Now, uh, yeah, now I'm back, uh, quote, at my desk job <laughs> until we pull this thing out again. So Okay. So but those are permanent. Those those bottles or whatever, the forks, not the structure itself, but the, 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 the spare parts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So you keep them in, do you keep them in storage somewhere? Uh, actually, it was uh, through the very, very generous uh, support of um, Enviro uh, Solutions folks that um, that uh, helped us out getting those. So they'll they'll go back to their home um, just outside the city. And, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, like I can see skating ring, little mini rings popping up places. You know what I mean? Those have because it could be walls, right? They're, they're not a fort, but a little mini skating because people in Calgary. There's skating rinks all over my neighborhood. I don't know about your neighborhood, but it's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. I don't know why that's not on the road. You know, the Chinook blast. We're having a real blast um, with this thing. I think you could do that. Well, maybe we can talk together on this one later, David. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of potential here, for sure. You know, the community blast, right? Why can't the Chinook... Why does it have to... Be, in the summertime, you could have a little pool blast. Or, you know, the soapy pools, you know where they do that? Maybe you don't know that, because when I lived in the, in the Middle East, they did those soapy pool so there was really they just took like a blow up kind of a, one of those uh castles and then a, and they just threw soap and water and the kids just ran around in it are, are, give you, are you sure you're not thinking about like abiza or something <laughs> the foam party no no, no, no. I, my daughter my first first birthday party we had they was a soapy it's just a soapy it's like soapy football oh, okay. and they literally just have the because you okay david i'm sorry i'm going back to my days of uh grow, going you know grade nine trips to um what is that uh what's that park um jesus not jeez not chestermere just uh, uh, come on the one with the golf course on 14th street they have the festival lights what's uh, the confederation yeah so confederation yeah. they used to put the big slopey you know the big um water slide on there oh yeah yeah and, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and throw soap down yep. and that was something we did as you know grade nine trips yeah so, okay yeah. so <laughs> work with me now no. work with me now okay we put down that same plastic with your sidewalls and you do soapy football and you do it throughout the parks in Calgary. We can start with Confederation, go to Stanley Park. We're doing this. Hey, that soap. was a, that was a thing for summer camps. That yeah. was a thing. We used to do that first. Well, okay, we'll get the poly out and we'll do this. Yep. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to do this in okay. all the parks. I think Vic, Vic Park, there's a massive <laughs> park outside of the Saddle Dome, right? Mm. No, I'm sure we could. Anymore. I'm sure we could find something around there, but yeah. We're getting distracted. I'm sorry. You got me excited about the the, the fort, uh, Fort Calgary. Does Fort Calgary come under the Vic, Vic Park BIA? Mm-hmm. No, they're just they're just on the other side of the tracks from us. So, okay. Yeah. Let's go back. Let's start over. Again. Okay. Let's get back. What's the origin story behind the BIA? Because right. I, I want to give you that. Yeah. Yeah. So so BIAs are are a really really cool Canadian invention. Go go figure. Um, started up uh, almost fifty years ago now in in actually Toronto. Bunch of merchants and businesses got together and said, Hey, you know what? If we all pulled together a little bit of money, we could help improve our street. And yeah. and so they did. And then it it caught on from there. And then that uh, became more formalized through. Um, 
uh, policy and regulation at the at the provincial and and civic level to yeah. allow the municipality to skim a small percentage of your business tax or your property tax to fund uh, a a business improvement area or business revitalization zone or, or whatever yeah. you call that in the states they're called business improvement districts and they're they're all over North America and then and the world and it's they're essentially just a, a tool to allow um, businesses and merchants within a certain geographic area to, to make things better. And it's kind of a trend that like, I mean, if you take the docks, I mean, I, I was in Cleveland years ago and people, and, and there's that, uh, you know, it was really grungy and uh, people since then. And I'm just, I'm using that as an example because you put me there, you know, it's, it's kind of like these taking the train state, the trains and whatever industrial zones that is that part of that. that yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, hundred hundred percent. And so, yeah. usually, a, a BIA is formed around a, a particular set of of um, challenges, if you will. So, either it's redevelopment, or or um, in the case that you're talking about, for Vic Park, our genesis was formed around the ever loved um, party strip of First Street Southwest. <laughs> party strip yeah wait that was a, there was a restaurant there was a bar called uh uptown or something like that yeah the uptown and the crazy horse and the yeah. cherry lounge and all that stuff and that was that was electric avenue 2.0 so electric avenue <laughs> huge party strip and then that yeah. got uh shut down and then it moved to first street southwest and and things were you know getting a little spicy and and so the the owners of all the businesses said hey you know how could we all get together and just try and make things better and and the bia tool um was was brought up and and that's how we were formed um and that was uh well over 20 years ago that was in 97 when we were so before because you yeah. didn't you you've only been there for like 15 of those 20 oh years i've only been there yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you're still like you're still you're still learning the ropes you're still washing the dishes and yeah that, that moniker chief cook and bottle washer was it yeah yeah yeah. So let's go back. So your, your origin started, I, I, I give you some credit because it's been a while, like 13, since 2007, I think you started that. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've seen a lot of change. I mean, look, let's go back 2007. The iPhone just came out. So do you put this, put it in perspective. Did you have an iPhone? When, <laughs> I, had a, when, I had a flip phone back then. <laughs> you still got your Motorola, the Motorola flip phone. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, and that was, that was like, there was no, working on your phone at meetings it was you know you'd get back to your desk and check your email you know i was that's that's where i was back in 2007 but you know in 2007 i mean we were sort of peak um uh boom if you will in in some respects and i can remember vividly you know wandering around going oh my god there's so much being built around here and yeah. having to to get smart uh about that i had to learn how to read blueprints and drawings and understand condos real quick and um yeah and because you know the the area you know for the last 30 years was kind of you know we had dusties down at the east end and then... i was going to say the desktop you had the desktop there so yeah. <laughs> and then there there really wasn't much i mean rib tour that was a place um but you know, it was this place you traveled through to get to the stampede grounds and, right. and not a lot in between. And, it, you know, a few little, you know, interesting um, destination spots. But but really, it wasn't until the mid 2000s that things really started to pick up. 
in uh, in Vic Park, and then now we have what we are today. So look, you and I talked because you just described. I mean, I grew up in Calgary, and and, and the others may not. And I, you know, that what could you describe? Because you, you and I had this discussion. You said if you look back that way, you see this. If you look back that way, you see that. And I wanted to give you that because you, you really described it well. So some of the things you mentioned, Dusty's is no longer there, but that's been replaced by some other landmarks or much more favorable landmarks, maybe. Mm, yeah, well, that that uh, Dusty's went away to <laughs> <laughs> to actually help accommodate um, the Fourth Street underpass, okay, uh, which is a pretty significant chunk of in- infrastructure. And then that whole neck of the woods, as I affectionately call it down there. I mean, we've got some amazing moves that are going to be happening with the new uh, arena or entertainment center, as they, they want me to call it. Yeah. Uh, and the, the new BMO um, uh, expansion, finally fixing the, the old uh, convention space there that I, you know, it's this wall of doors and I can never figure out which one to go in or open. It's always confusing. But, me. So, but it's um, incredible because that, that- you mentioned the art was it not the art um but that if you take that area how does art play because i know the underpasses there's a lot of murals and art coming is it something that's part of your remit or not maybe the people you work with i mean this to me this chinook blast is kind of an art type form is it something that's big in your you know in your i guess not yours but the people that are building and developing oh yeah 100 percent. so you know the the principle for that is to help you want to support and reinforce people's journey yeah. through the area and art is one of the best ways that you can do that so you're walking along and you, and you know that you're going to bump into something so that mural for example i mean everyone has their favorite little picture icon about it oh i really like that or i love the lips or i love the bird i like the bird yeah I like birds. so that you know there's stuff like that another example um up 10 newest uh condo uh tower to go up uh, opened up in the middle of the pandemic. Um, it's at the corner of 10th Ave and First Street Southeast. And some amazing art uh, right at that intersection that they built into that place. So you come out of the underpass and you're like, boom, wow, that's super cool. And, yeah. and a really neat lighting uh, design package. So that's that's part of my bread and butter in a lot of ways when I'm working with developers or anyone doing anything. We're always asking, okay, so what could we do a little bit above and beyond to add that you know, je ne sais quoi, the, the interest, that spark to the, uh, to the public realm to make it, um, yeah, just that much more interesting and, and that you want to take that journey. Uh, yeah, but that walk is that, you know, but pre-COVID, we had, we went to a Flames game and I'll describe my walk, but it was at night and it was a little bit chilly. So it was trying to make it as quick as you can, but I'm like, wow, that's going to be a, a bleak walk. But actually there's a lot of buildings and this was a kind of a night, this was, I guess last February before the COVID shutdown and we did all that walk through and I'm like, you, you hit all these new buildings. And I think the casinos won, but it's that kind of coming from seventh Ave through, you know, to whatever, you, you know, whatever crisscrossing to get there. And it, I got to say that I, it wasn't an unpleasant walk, even though it was cold, you know what I'm saying? Like that. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that was me not really thinking about what you, you know, you and I descri- you described the BMO center earlier. You described the, the city hall. If you're looking kind of north from 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 Vic Park or if you're looking south you obviously see the saddle dome and and the the lines you know the 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 tram the tra- tram line the yeah, LRT so <laughs> the tram yeah to me that's visual right that visual yep. and I'm looking at your I'm going back to the Chinook blast because 
that's a real visual piece that's a moving colors. How do you keep people's attention? Do you are you competing with the other BIAs in the city? I don't I don't view it as competitive at all. I view you know what's good for them is good for us, and what's good for us is them. I mean, there's yeah. more than enough to go around, um, and that's sort of a yeah. There, there's more than enough to go around. I mean, even in the in the doldrums, the worst sort of moments of the of the pandemic, um, people were still spending money on takeout and and you know high very expensive takeout I yeah mean, I, I stood in a restaurant and this granted this was before christmas but someone bought ten hundred dollar gift cards yeah and and so there's there's more than enough to go around um for for everyone so well, I like the way you know this you, you, i like the way you frame that because you've got east village on your one side you're kind of you're kind of, I guess you got Beltline and uh, 17th Ave as well, the Red Mile. Like you're kind of all, it's, I mean, you delineate the lo- zones using a map, but it te- technically you're all you cross over. You you probably would benefit from having relationship, and and I guess you do. You, but they're all formed later, or they're all, they're kind of new areas, right? These all these BIAs. You're one of the older ones, is that right? Or? Yeah, I'm one of the older ones. 17th Ave is a bit older than we are. Yeah. And, and um, the downtown, sort of about the same age, I guess. If you want to view so it there's one way. called, there's a downtown, a DIA? Mm-hmm. What is it called? Yeah. Is it called the downtown? In the Calgary Downtown Association is what okay. they call themselves. Yeah. yeah. And they're the folks that are, they, I mean, they did the lion's share of, of the work here for Schmidt Blast. Stephen Avenue, you know, they, they take care of that. Obviously, you know, a very significant pedestrian stroll. And, you know, Wait a minute. I don't remember that at all. Pins. I don't remember the mall being ever busy with pin, people trading pins. I don't, that takes me back to a different time, but yeah. Oh yeah. But they're like the original, right? They're like the original yeah. of yep. that kind of BIA in Calgary, the Stephen yep. Avenue. For sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and BIAs are, are behind. I mean, if you think about any really cool place that you would want to be in Calgary, there's chances are there's a BIA behind it. So Marta Loop, Inglewood, Kensington, yeah. um, Fourth Street, um international avenue uh you know out 17th avenue southeast you know they're we're we're behind the scenes everywhere <laughs> but, but, but i like what you said that because but you and i kind of were talking about this a little bit off the line those are the natural the kensington the inglewood and marta loop they've been around just admission i guess is another one right those are kind of the natural they've been there they're just natural zones or districts or communities whatever but mm-hmm. it, it, it's more important in, in terms of the I guess bringing together the merchants and everybody's more of a community. Do you do you see that as like I think is important? I see that as a community, but I mean, are are people working together as a community in those zones? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. uh, and and you know, to some have different orientations and approaches. Some are more, uh, I guess, linear. So you look at 17th Avenue, for example, that's that's a strip of, you know, restaurants and, and a little bit of retail. So it's pretty easy to to market and understand. Yeah. Um, and they have their own, you know, their own thing. And it's and it's great um, for uh, us. You know, we're we're an area. So it's a little bit different. I mean, we're this block between 10th and 17th Avenue and, and between 2nd Street Southwest and and the bus barns and the rivers to the east. <laughs> yeah. So, and we've got this mashup of everything. And so, part of the the art and the science of of placemaking, and and 
uh, development in these areas is how do you work with the ingredients that you've got to, to maximum benefit? So for us, you know, we've got everything from multinational corporation to small ma and pa from little tiny techno raver bar to, you know, one of Calgary's top 10 restaurants right next to each other. And so yeah. how do we, how do we knit that together into a, into a coherent value proposition? And one of the things I'm most proud of is the way that we've curated or facilitated this really, really strong relationship between all the businesses in, in the area that, that are, you know, mutually supportive of each other. Yeah. Um, especially in the, in, in the pandemic. Well, you know, this is, this is brings to a point when I had, I was up at, at Lisa marriage from uh, it's, her business called the still beauty bar, still beauty bar and social house. And so, one thing that she said when, and it's up in Marta Loop. I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with, mm-hmm. but there's a new Safeway there. And I'm like, where's that Safeway? Like literally she goes, it's right there. Cause I, her, you know, it wasn't obvious to me cause I parked in the, on the, and I walked around, came to her. I didn't notice the new Safeway there. She goes, and she, one thing she described is retail, it's called density or retail density cluster, something with the, that, you know, where you, it's really important to have that, where you have that retail density. So, you know, even if it is, as you mentioned, maybe there's the tattoo parlor. I don't know if you mentioned it, but I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, they all they all kind of work together, as you said, the knitted together because it's important to ensure survival. So and what she said is, look, if the, if the baker, the candlestick maker and all that are together, you have reason to stay. You're going to stickability. You're knitted. You're knitted there, whether you've got needles. Um, you know, my mom used to have those needles and I used to remember them, but <laughs> That knitting it together, that's the fabric, right? That's the core of those districts, keeping yeah. them successful. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I use the language complementary and sympathetic, right? So you have, you know, in Vic Park, for example, we've got quite a high number of, of architectural and design firms, right? Yeah. And those guys have employees that need interesting things to do when they could come to work and, uh, you know, go for lunch or, or, or whatnot. And then the printing services that support those people and, and the engineering firms that support yeah. those and, and that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, it, it's that. Uh, the other type of language I use is sort of a, a healthy business ecology. You need a whole lot of critters in the ecosystem to make it strong and robust and, and um, well, man, dynamic. Fully- you're full of these metaphors and these quotes. So I'm going to use this now because it's <laughs> okay. You, you, met, you used the quote and you said, Calgary, and I'm going to quote you, but you can, you can correct this. Calgary's like a giant mushroom that has been fed too much fertilizer. <laughs> that one. Yeah, that's an awesome one. Yeah. Okay, so we need, I need to unpack that one. You need Let's to unpack, unpack that it. a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, so Calgary, a lot of people forget um, that, that Calgary has always been this sort of boom and bust. Uh, city. So right from when the the CPR decided to put their station here, bam, right? Like that was gasoline on a fire right then back in 1873 or whenever it was. And that was completely arbitrary. You know, they, they originally, it could have gone Edmonton. um, It could have gone, um, I think Red Deer was another possibility, but they landed it here. And so we were the hub for all of the freight heading east uh, west. Yeah. Yeah. And so things exploded and we grew insanely quickly for a city. Um, And there's even newspaper articles from like 1908, I think, where, you know, the affordability for the common man in Calgary is just not there. Um, Wow. And ever since, you know, we've had just these incredibly, uh, I'll use the word violent, 
uh, influxes of, of capital um, that, that, you know, rival places like New York um, in terms of how quickly we built. And we, and we kind of forget that um, right. we went from, you know, zero to 120, like in really, really quick. Uh, and, you know, most of our downtown core was built in less than 25 years. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting. No, it's bonkers. It's interesting you say that. I mean, because I remember I left the city years ago, and then Bankers Hall number one was built, but number two they held off, right? And I return, and there's Bankers Hall number two, but there's a lot of other buildings. Um, yet, you know, and even like there's as much as the downtown changed. I'm like, wow, it just it's it's still. What about these other buildings? You know, or, you know, and I, I I I hear you when you say that it built up very quickly, very rapidly, without. For my view, is they haven't think they didn't think about some of the other buildings, the historic buildings. Which, to your point, or I mean, to your point, but Victoria Park, you've got the Simmons Building there, refabbed or refurbed. That's awesome. I mean, the architects have done a great job with that kind of stuff. And you know, is it? But the new buildings also look pretty cool, and it's like a playing field for the architects. And you mentioned the architects down in your di- district. Do they? What yeah. Do they, do they view this today in the sort of the COVID world? Are they? Are they looking at it with a different lens and how they view the new builds or rebuilds or what? I mean, is that something discussion you have? Sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Those are discussions and, and everywhere, you know, around the world. People are thinking, about, OK, what what can we learn? And I'm going to try and make this as high level as I can. So yeah. COVID has, has been kind of like a, an X-ray in a way that has been able to show strength and weaknesses in a system. So for for Calgary, it's it's shown, you know amplified everything that i'll be blunt sucked about the downtown that people didn't like but it's also shown some of the strengths around that and so moving forward as we think about getting smarter about how we design our public places in our cities we can be we can become even more intentional about um the design elements that we want to incorporate so one of the things is that it's that incidental contact when you went to the office, you know, the water cooler chat or bumping into someone in the elevator or the, yeah. you know, the lunchroom or whatever. So, and that's one thing that people are really missing. And so getting smarter about how we design our social and convivial places. So if you look at, um, you know, they're really smart about this in, in California because they want their workers productive and captive. So we're going to feed you, we're going to do your laundry for you, and we're going to entertain you. All those things in the yeah. workplace, right? And I think that's going to be uh, more critical as we reimagine what do we do with over 300,000 square feet of vacant building in downtown Calgary? Yeah. We got to get real smart about that real quick. And, and the first drive line is, well, let's convert it to residential because it's the next highest tax thing. But I think we're going to have to get even smarter about how we reconfigure uh, those spaces. Um, moving I, forward. I like the way you framed that because it's incredible like to rethink what's already there and I you know I've seen some new builds finish or have you know along the COVID path and I, I was shocked but I guess you know those things have a cycle of two three four whatever it is you know the natural cycle so they, they couldn't have anticipated COVID but you know new builds now I think wow if you're given permits today for for something that hasn't even been you know dug the ground yet I think that should be a rethink and as you, to your point, I mean, I, I, I remember years, a year and a half ago, I was at a meeting with Mary Moran, the Calgary Economic Development, and I, and I was saying, what about the repurposing? And I heard in the U.S., like some of the shopping malls, the anchor, you know, the anchors in a mall, mm-hmm. like the big 
the Walmart or whatever Walmart or Bay or whatever. And they said some of those are gone. They're not coming back. But what they were doing in some of this in, is putting churches in those uh, malls to allow the church <laughs> yeah. to be the anchor. It doesn't matter the denomination. Um, and there's a lot of denominations you could probably think of. But it was like, wow, they pay. First of all, they have they pay. <laughs> they pay the rent. They have cash. They have repeat customers. And they have eyeball. The attention will be on your shops because once they're done. So I don't know, you know how that fits. But I think zoning laws, it's very convenient to fall out and say, oh, you know, this, this place isn't zoned for it. Or the laws don't allow for that. But the laws can be changed easily. Yeah, and we've been working really hard with the, with the city around, um, right now it's called the Center City Enterprise District, which is, it does exactly that. Like, let's try and short circuit uh, as much of the bureaucracy and red tape to yeah. enable adaptive responses for people so you want to be able to spin something up quickly and and you also don't want to be uh tied down to it too if it doesn't work for you so in the commercial market for example you know you know 20 years ago to get into any sort of deal it was a minimum five-year lease right now for a little startup that's incredibly intimidating right and so now we got to look at more tools to allow people to test and try and and to and to fail, but fail intelligently, and uh, and learn and move forward. And I think we're we're going to be doing a whole lot of that moving forward. But I think one of the things that people need to understand, given you know all the junk that we're getting landing on our doorsteps, is that nothing will replace that in-person experience. Yeah, not necessarily the transaction but that in-person experience will not be replaced. And I go back to, if you've got a good product and a good service, sure, you're in business. Well, that brings to a point. I was listening to a podcast um, just the other day, and it was a three-hour rebroad- rebroadcast of a, a clubhouse chat. And two guys called Ben, ben, uh, ben Horowitz and, and Mark Andreessen. Now, you might not know them, but Mark Andreessen was one of the co-founders of Netscape, one of those early browsers. So his venture capital firm is called Andreessen Horowitz. And he said, even as we come back to COVID, post-COVID, and we, we do come back to workplace, some people, it's going to be hybrid, some will stay home. But overall, how do you recreate, and you've said this, how do you recreate the, the hallway experience, the bump in the hallway, that casual bump in the hallway? You know, and you know, some things like Slack, they're getting creative. The Zoom, they're getting creative, or they give a nudge, and you can talk to those people. But it's still... They're trying to create that, recreate that online, but it, it is that very important part. How do you, and even in the hybrid world, some people will choose to stay home or the trust. You know, there's going to be that element of trust. Did that person get vaccinated or are they wearing a mask? And, you know, how close do you want to be? So, I mean, it, it brings a whole, it's not like, I think a lot of people are thinking of this. It's going to be some kind of hybrid going forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, but I, I see it, it's, it's an opportunity. To, to get smarter about, about how we do that. And also to get rid of some of the things that weren't so pleasant. Yeah. You know, uh, for sure. Yeah. I look at, uh, so I'm, I'm cheating. I'm on your website. Oh. And there's some interesting board members. I'm going to just, I'm going to draw attention to two. One, sure. and you talked about tax base and, um, and I've had this discussion and I've listened to podcasts and one of the trends for 2021 the, this is a venture capital podcast. They said, we think one of the trends, in the U, at least in the U.S., is that legislation will improve for uh, cannabis and related uh, players. Because, one, the laws in place, are, they're there. 
but the laws are very restrictive on how they can do their business. And 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 I don't know, you know, you've got Mary Jane's campus, mm-hmm. Tom Waller's on your board, and I'm not picking it out. I thought, wow, to me that makes a lot of sense because I arrive back and I'm like all these cannabis stores. It's like, wow, I look over there and it's like, what is that? Is like a dark place to go? Is it a secret? <laughs> I'm telling you, this is how I feel, I and I yeah. feel it every day. And yet they're cropping up everywhere. Yet the crops, <laughs> you know, to fertilize that crop. I think there's opportunity there. I just don't, I'm not the expert. I'm like, wow, it seems like that's like a shameful place to go. It really seems that way to me, David, you know? So you're talking about the way they, they, our beloved AGLC has mandated that you have to have opaque walls and all that. Yeah. So it's, it's it's almost a shame. And I'll I'll, I'll tell you what I feel like when I went first moved to the Middle East, um, there was a red door. And I thought the red mm. door, you might think a red door means, you know, the brothel. And I'm just going to say this. And it was the liquor store in the Middle East. So that was, it was next to the shop. It was next to our Safeways in, in, in Dubai. And I'm like, wow. It's like, and it's really, you know, because they, they didn't want, they didn't advertise it. And I kind of, everyone knew where it was, right? <laughs> that's, the yeah. feeling, that's the feeling I get. So yeah. That's one, and that's one. I'll give you, I'll give, let you comment. Huge. Yeah. Huge, uh, huge fight there and i'll be blunt about that i mean the way they have the way they rolled that out i think was <sighs> draconian i mean come on I, I i get it that you know you don't want necessarily kids seeing bags of weed through a window but i mean you can walk th- through a liquor store and see it so i i don't know i think there's some maturity and normalization that has to come yeah. here you're you hit it on the head i mean it makes the way they've done it it makes it seem furtive. It makes it seem, you know, sketchy somehow. Um, some of them are figuring out ways to get around that now. So it, it's making it marginally more pleasant. Mary Jane's, for example, has has done some really neat things with their front to make it less um, just blank and opaque. Uh, but, you know, this I'm going to take a moment here. I mean, Alpe, we got to grow up, man, as a, as a province. And, you know, we have some of the, the most draconian laws and attitudes around liquor it's it's crazy and and i really don't understand it um we we really is it that we're afraid that people are gonna we're gonna go to hell in a handbasket if you have let someone have a a beer in a park or uh you know patios geez you know that's a huge fight there too i mean nope you have to have that patio attached to your restaurant because but europe forbid, okay, someone... david to your point yeah. in europe as long as there's a kind of i don't know how they do that but there's a walkway between both sides in the middle the guy's carrying the you know you might bump into somebody with your pizza your beers i mean it's very you know you go down the strips of in barcelona you go uh, yeah. literally every street and yeah so i think that that could be a dialogue it's just an easy to work together you know working together and let's find a solution that's common ground because you you know, how do you open that door? You got, it looks like you changed it on 17th Ave or some of the, where they, they allowed during COVID that they put onto the sidewalk. So they, those things sounds like the, 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 the cord, the umbil- umbilical cord is being severed a little bit. <laughs> we, we pushed that a little bit and we did. And, you know, compliments again, no, I shouldn't speak disparagingly of, of the city and the province, but yes, last year they, a lot of work was done yeah. to try and maximize opportunity for that. And it was well-respected and, and, very, very successful. And I think just sort of opened up everyone's eyes to what is possible. And the fact that, oh, 
it's not the end of the world if your patio isn't directly attached to your restaurant and that you can even have entire blocks of patio and well there's um, that block or, party right going back to that block party because if you expand the you, you you can expand the territory you 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 can open up the uh for that less contact but you're still contact you're so close so the block party concept or the tailgate parties of the football games the football games there's only eight games a season right the cfl or whatever so why not have that you know the other day was the yesterday was the i or sorry, the, whatever. There's a day of felon Valentine's. I'm like, why is it every day, one day of the year, where you're kind of recognizing, you know, like there's 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 that opportunity to expand that uh, the the lens as you as you described it, right? So the cannabis, or maybe it's like can maybe the alcohol. One one there's a podcast I listened to, which will, it said so. Uh, McDonald's was worried about the environmentalists. Environmentalists are all of them. This was a few years ago, and the guy said. I just invited them into our sh- they, in our shoes for a, they walked our shoes for about a week. The guy who was the most negative against McDonald's, he said on, on, on social media, invited him in, environmentalist, and they came up with a list of 25, 30 items. Now, I couldn't do everything. He wanted, you know, certain things. What it came up with, things like simple, like the napkins. Why do you have to have your napkins so large? Look at the environment. You know, why are your napkins bleached? Why are your bags? And so went through all these things. Why do you have white bags? So they have, you know. Mm. They're brown bags. They're not bleached. It's just natural. So they came up with that. They took their ma- their major proponent or opponent, invited them in, you know, really had the dialogue. And I don't know uh, how that fits, but I think, and I'll just give you, you know, the AGLC or whatever it's called, you know, they're very restrictive. So, and I guess they have their control. They're, they're following the law, right? They're just, they're just implementing the law and, and whatever they know. Maybe there's an opportunity to invite them and let's talk about walk them down, not invite them for drinks and cannabis but just let's walk through this i don't know yeah yeah absolutely and and i think it's there's i think a, a lot of um well, i'll be candid you know i think there's a lot of sort of historical uh governmental territorial inertia yeah in that organization that that perhaps needs to be nudged a bit um but yeah absolutely i mean let's 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 talk about this and and um you know, I'm, I'm also a big fan of, you know, don't take down fences until you understand why they were first put up. And uh, there, you know, it may turn out that there are some really good reasons for, for how and why things are. But <laughs> let's talk about it. I like yeah. that. It's another quote. I'm, I'm going to go through this and find Dave's quote. We're going to put this on your on your website. Or on that one, that one is not mine. That is John F. Kennedy's. <laughs> okay. But the other one, yeah. okay. So I want to just give it due respect to Jeff Allen from Bottle Screw Bills. Hmm. And I did invite somehow, I, I, I just want to get him on the, the, the podcast because for me, that's a legend. An iconic legend goes back to the Olympics. And you worked at the Olympics, Can Olympic Park. But the reason I say that, they had the 88 beers in 88 days. Yeah. Right? And since I came back, those 88 beers, you could probably find them in, you know, the just go to the Barley Belt in Calgary. You know, there's, there's enough microbreweries that could fill that 88 days. But I think there's... I just think that that the sort of the ideas taking the '88, you know, the Olympics, and 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 really get that genre, the nostalgia. I mean, th- there's something there. Oh, sure. I mean, Bottle Screw, near and dear to my heart, um, oldest pub in the Beltline. Yeah, and uh, d- d- an amazing family, both Stuart and Jeff. Um, stalwart uh champions and allies of of the work of the bia over the years and um one of those just 
iconic anchors yeah. uh, in the in the community and and really uh, through COVID, um, you know, Jeff constantly like every week I'd, I'd go by and, and something new to help um, make his customers feel and be safer. Yeah. So they're doing a lot of a lot of really great stuff um in in that regard so can't say enough about those guys and and but yeah going back to that that dna the 88 uh is 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 cute so there's something i like that one. you know i know you you know this, i just think the 88 beers sun ice jacket we were laughing about this the other day like you remember the brand right and people, <laughs> the sun ice yeah. right and people curled up their jacket just to show that they had a sun ice jacket like i'm like i was jealous yet i thought it was goofy yet i wanted one too you know, and, and yeah. so Jamie Caron and I, we were, he's 54 Blue. We were talking about the brands, right? Because he worked, his iconic brand is Oakley and other brands. And it's like, yeah, what happens tonight? Because brands don't go away. The company might. So I was thinking, why can't, you know, let's bring back the sun ice jackets and, you know, those Melton, leather Melton coats that we got in high school. And, uh, but go retro, right? But there's it. So, but the reason I brought up the bottle screw grills is not that. But it's more the point about um, when I had a couple podcast guests earlier on and they're over in Kensington. And we were talking about, oh, why not have a, a local musician play right there? Look at that area. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. What about the artists? What about local artists p- putting their paintings on the wall? Or what about an Etsy type thing where they're showing your arts? Oh, no, no. You can't sell these things. They're not part of your, they're not. And so I'm like, wow, you're handcuffed. COVID's handcuffed people. But this was pre-COVID, right? So I'm thinking, wow, how can you create community, a sense of community if everybody's so disjointed? <laughs> it's it's hard. I know I, hard. I know I'm hitting that. I know that's important to you. I just think there's an up dialogue for something like that because people do it really well. Like Village, if you go into the Village, the tap room, he's got a, he's got yep. artists on the wall. I don't know if he's selling anything, but he's promoting, and it, like I got my attention, right? You're, you talked about the artists and the paintings as you walk under the fourth street or wherever it is, and that gets people's attention. But if they, they walk away and they see it on the road and they come into the place and it's a bland, you know, whatever dry industrial place, it, they're not going to want to come back to that restaurant or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, it's and, and the, the, the God is in the details in that. And, it's, it, and I go back to the gestures. It's that little thing that you're doing that, that, Make someone smile. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the coolest things that I saw that I've seen in Vic Park is someone, oh, one summer, just started sticking up these random stickers, and it was I like this place because. Oh, I like <laughs> it the, I like you this damn thing, and and this was I had we had nothing to do with it. It was completely organic. Yeah, and it was like wow, okay, that that was that was really neat that people were we're feeling that connected to the place. Yeah. And it's that it's, again, I go back to that cumulative additive impact of all the little things that you do. It doesn't necessarily have to cost a fortune. Money helps for sure. But, um, but I like it's, that. It's, I, I like yeah. that. It was awesome. It was just so funny. And, you know, and some of it got kind of cheeky. It was one person put like, you know, hookers and blow or something like that. It was like, Whoa, okay. It's a little out there, but um, yeah. Yeah, you know, those those little things. So I think, you know, part of our challenge and work is, again, back to that connectivity piece. Yeah. And how do we do that in a way that isn't overly contrived, 
or manufactured and is genuine and authentic. And that's, that's part of what the, the Vic Park uh, mission has been um, since I've been there is, you know, we, we want to help curate and, and facilitate those genuine and authentic and real experiences yeah. and, and things. Yeah. The experience, that's it. The experiences, right? So the, that the first time you went to the saddle dome or the first time, the corral or i mean you're you're because they're in your zone so you know the first time yeah, you yeah. scotchman's hill do you remember when and that i like this because do you remember when and uh, i can just give you you know that whole that drive down you know that ninth avenue you continue a little bit of construction but you know it's i look over to the left and there's fort calgary there's east east village and things are really it's just it, it makes you feel good or you want to get out of there really quickly in the old days, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's the, it's the, you know, people remember the journey as much as the destination. Yeah. Right. So if you have a really crappy time getting someplace like, Oh man, I went to the saddle dome and it really sucked because I, you know, or it was like, Hey, I went and I parked around first street went and had a beer at, at uh, proof. And then, you know, Oh, they had some amazing you know, yeah. lights. It was cool. Yeah. And then, you know, had this nice happy walk and then, and then it just makes your experience when you get to the saddle home, even though it was a crappy game, <laughs> you're still like, yeah, it was great. I had an awesome night. But the whole thing, right? The experience, like they talk about your gaming or if you talk about the computer, the app, what's the user experience, right? You're recreating the app. That's it's what people online, offline, you know, you, you've talked about getting community together and everybody's separated, but that's all it. Even the touching points along those way, along the way, the architect, the art. And I wanted to throw this in there, the cows. Because a long time ago, those cows were everywhere. And I don't know where they are. Someone, so <laughs> Jenny from, from uh, Glenbury Museum, she's like, oh, the cows are in storage and they're coming out. But I'm like, what if you just had this, you did your experience that along the road, the cows were leading you somewhere, right? Maybe a promo, maybe the Chinook walk or the Chinook blast. And those cows were leading me there with a little sticker. I like this cow because, I don't know. I mean, just those cows got to come back out, man. Uh, well, and some of the, the original founders yeah. of the BIA, um, they, this is a cute story. They actually, their claim to fame was they were the only company in town that could help do the VHS to some other format conversion for all the oh, film yeah, that yeah, was yeah, being yeah, shot yeah. during the Olympics. Um, and uh, Roger Gillian Bolts. And um, they had this, the video company, Videodex. Yeah. That was them. And they, they bought a cow and it's still in their, in their house um, <laughs> uh, on their, on their balcony. Yeah. we got to bring those cows. Super cool. But I love that. Remember VHS, you can get a, a lifetime subscription to this uh, movie rentals, right? I, I still say <laughs> on the Chinatown, there used to be one right on, on center street down there. And I, cause I drive, when I drive back, I go, I, I'm sure they were there somewhere. Right. It's like the blockbuster. There's one, I think there's still one remaining uh, in existence. Right. And, but that's nostalgia. That's just nostalgia. I remember the Blockbuster down, if you go 17th Ave, I think it's a service credit union or something now. There's a, there used to be a Blockbuster down there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All that um, intellectual legacy. <laughs> so, you know, I don't the, the How does tech play for you? I mean, the BIA, your website, is there any tech in, involved? Does tech come into play in your work, David? Oh, yeah. Huge. I am a data um, nerd. Uh, I, I believe in, in evidence-based decision-making. Yeah. And so I'll give you a quick example of that. So when the scooters first came out, and this is an interesting point, Calgary is the best performing city 
anywhere in the planet in terms of scooter ridership where Lyme and yeah. Bird operate. Yeah. Bonkers. Like, think about that for a minute. In the planet, what is it about Calgary that, that we love our scooters? So th- that's another topic. But when I found out that I could get the telemetry from the scooters, I was like, oh, my God, this is gold. So the data where because they were I used, know, how, how long they rode, that kind of thing? Exactly. Yeah. I can, we can tell where they started, where they stopped, how long it stayed. If there's a thing going on and there's a clump of scooters, we see that. And that is gold because it's the next best thing to microchipping someone because you can become much more intelligent and strategic about your city building and shaping. So your infrastructure, you know, the sidewalks, where do these guys want to park? What are their natural drive lines? I mean, it's, it's like after a snowstorm and you get to see where people actually want to walk yeah. or where pe- how people actually drive amazing so we are extremely um involved and and always looking for that stuff um also just in terms of helping people get smarter about doing things um so you know covid a uh, wonderful local company q response uh flash a qr code 30 less than 30 seconds to enter your info for contact tracing yeah. if you're walking into a place because a lot of smaller businesses don't have that right capacity. right so we we worked with these guys to spin this up and, and offer it so to make customers safer and god forbid anything happen um you get a text alert bang yeah you know, they can your, trace it your, your things yeah. like that yeah so we're we are all over that stuff and then just helping um another example working with uh, a, an Alberta developer um, on a platform, Browse YYC, because everyone wants to shop local. Shop local, shop local, shop local. But it's, a, <laughs> it's hard, man. So you're looking for, you know, pink sweater from a Calgary business. Yeah. But you got to go through every single Calgary business to find that pink sweater that you're looking for. There's no one-stop shop. There's no Amazon to do that. And that's the holy grail of local shopping. We need to be able to integrate, one stop, basically integrate everybody. Or some way integrate, Absolutely. Some way integrate that. So this outfit, um, again, Browse YYC has cracked that code. Um, and we are, we're, that's this afternoon's call is how can we help um, amplify that and get people onto that marketplace? Because again, it's what's good for one person is going to be What's good for the goose is so good for the gander. You... Can we use that quote? Yep. Yeah, we can use that one for sure. Yeah. So um data tech um big into just that adaptivity what what can we do to increase people's capacity to respond to their i think to your point about i mean data tells a story and i've said this i I, it's not me saying this but data tells a story whether you're an accountant or whether you're a guy who likes to move in on the streets that you know that's important and people look at the confidentiality you look at squarespace i think it was Squarespace had that where your friends were Foursquare. It was Foursquare. Foursquare. That was you know, mm, how many years ago? Mm-hmm. Was that ten years ago? It was probably before its time, right? <laughs> and like, oh, shut off the, the locator because they know where you are. But if you can anonymize that and you just tell the story, look at the traffic flow of these twenty people. If you could, if you could link to the iPhone or the Samsung or your old uh, flip phone that you talked about, you know what I mean? If you, you know, can you link that data to tell a story to those merchants? That's powerful. You know, it's like, look at this flow. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's not gender, but it's just people, right? And the line scooter is one thing. And like, wow, there's a whole cluster over there. 
Oh yeah, that was during the Pelicans. If you go to, you know, if you go down by the Bow River, there, you know, there's they were all looking at the Pelicans at a certain time yep. of day, right? Those experiences. If yep. we could share that, oh, let's let's marry that up with your your time of the day. You're closed. Why don't you open at this time? Why don't you have the musicians come because your your slowest day is Tuesdays? Why don't you invite those musicians with their line scooter, and they can sing or dance or draw or whatever it is on your off days? And that merchant, who's I don't know who it is. Right. I just need to rant. Yep. I needed to say that. Absolutely. Because I, think, no, I don't need to say that. I just think. People are not thinking outside the box. Their box, your Chinook Blast, is just that, you know, that's there. But why do you limit it to that one thing? You know, the, let's have a blast all the time. Sure, yeah. And, and let's just be smarter about it. You know, we've got, you know, we've got a ton of vacant and underutilized um, spaces, you know, parking lots, things like that. How can we get smarter using data and telemetry and information about re reconfiguring and reutilizing those things? Um, and, and so that we don't have just swaths of concrete yeah. doing nothing. Uh, you know, there's, there's so much that we can be doing better and it's, you know, here's a great data thing. Um, so patios, uh, outdoor uh, taking over parking spots. And, and the conventional thing is, oh, you can't take away parking because yeah. that's how my customers get to me. But that one car goes and parks in front of your place and it has, what, maybe four people in it at best. Those four people are taking up that parking spot. So they bugger off and tour around everywhere else. They're not nope. patronizing your business. They're just parking in front of it. They're not helping generate new revenue. What's better for your business to have a patio where you can have 20 captive paying customers Instead of that one car, I just think I just think of Kim Mitchell band, but... patio lanterns. <laughs> those, those patio lanterns, right? Those, <laughs> yeah, patio, those patio lanterns, lanterns. are more valuable because yeah. like, you're going to have them as opposed to that car. You're right, right? So let's create some patio lanterns and get people talking about your place and coming back the stickability that that whole thing that density, right? I get the parking. I get you can probably yep. put them somewhere else, or maybe you maybe. You work with some of those parkades in the buildings that are unoccupied, the buildings where there's no people, and you have a crowd share. You you share those spaces for the six hours of the day. You know what I mean? Like instead of those parking lots, charging yeah. an arm and a leg for people that aren't in the buildings anymore, you have something there, and they walk, and you create the cows. You have those cows. They're showing them the direction to that to the next place. <laughs> the patio lanterns are hung no, on it's the cows. Thing. To show them how to get to that restaurant without, you know, I don't, I just think, wow, I love that, David. I think it's just it's important that people, you know, why not use the space that's there as opposed to recreating, okay, the part, I get the convenience right in front of your shop or your, your restaurant, but then what about all those people don't stop. And to that, back to Lisa Mayer, she said, if, if I, if I don't stop there and you're not, if there's only one shop, I have no reason to stay there. So you need a bunch of connecting so you can connect them mm -hmm. through the patios. You go to go to Europe. You and I talked a little bit about Europe and the restaurants, right? Go to Europe on the ski hills. What do they do? They connect the ski hills in Austria and the Swiss Alps, right? So you have lunch at one, and you take the lift up to the next, and you have a lunch, and then yep. you go, and you have a you have dinner at the next one, and you go back to your hotel. Whatever you cycle through, you you know you, they're connected through the ski lifts. So connect them some way through the water. The, the plus fifteens they connect people. I bet you those plus fifteens are all they're probably pretty empty these days. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How do yeah? It, and back to your point. I love that you're you're 
reinforcing that that it's that connectivity and how do you support and reinforce that and we we can be much more there's yeah. an art and a science to that around that when you think about an airport an airport is all yeah. about connectivity because it's mission critical if you miss your flight you're pissed off right so they want to connect you from check-in to getting into your plane in a way that is efficient but in a way that it also creates if it's done well a good experience and we've yeah. all been in crappy airports um but we've all been in airports that are like great you know that was that was really cool and and it's it all goes back to about what are the critical uh what are the critical points along the journey that you need to intervene in and support and well that's just your user experience the first six seconds if you take your first six seconds of anything is going to get your attention if I take online, you know. So what's the first six seconds? How can you, you know, improve that? So if it's, it's a positive thing, you're moving on to the next 30, 40, whatever it is, you know, that. So if your first, if your first thing is that spot, right, or whatever it is, you know, that connectivity. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yep, yep. And we just need to get, you know, ruthlessly um, – strategic and tactical about how we how we curate that for people and also you know a little bit of that you know whimsical thing the cows gophers oh the geese, geese. i mean the, the geese the pot the poop that piles geese. up on those geese right but they're they're pretty cool to see but that green poop <laughs> on your shoe right so the the green poop yeah. on your shoe you know you can do an ad yeah. with that oh did you get the you know come in and, go, and then you have a cleaner tied to that you have some see someone who can clean their shoes for you or you mentioned earlier I don't know, like the VHS guy converting to VHS. I, you know, there's, you can bring, you can curate that and have a whole bunch of merchants that, that can help you with your problems. Converting, I've got a whole bunch of tapes talking about converting. I've got old footage from the 90s and the 2000s. I can't do anything with it because nobody can convert it, you know? <laughs> so I could use that guy, but um, <laughs> who powers your website? Uh, I mean, the tech yeah. side of it. Do you have a, do, is it a website? Who's used your website or how do you? It didn't say that on here. Oh, apparel creative development. <laughs> uh, so someone's built a website. Yep. They were, they were Calgary based, and now they they hide out in Kelowna. But um, they've been they've been partners with us forever, uh, and um, helped us get smarter about something. Websites are like the Golden Gate Bridge, painting the Golden Gate. Yeah. Once you finish, you got to start yeah. again because things are always changing. And and uh, okay. yeah, but. Um, yeah, apparel. We've been so David. Really I know you said guys. a lot about what you're doing and and how, you know how you're doing it today. I mean, Chinook Blast. Well, I want to say that because the other day someone posted 1960 fit photo of Chinook Mall, and it was the just the sign. This Chinook, and I remember that sign, right? And they talked about the it was in somewhere on the historic YYC or something. Like that. It was really cool. But that you reminded me of that Chinook Blast. So that's a blast from the past, but. What's the future for, for BIA, for, for yours? Let's Vic Park BIA. Hey, you know, I don't, I don't want to be all like Rosie. We've got a great future, but, but we do. And it's because we have an opportunity that very few other cities in the planet get. And that is we get a hand at designing a, purpose-built culture and entertainment district and that is that is such a rare opportunity with a master plan with a super amazingly smart organization 
CMLC, Calgary Municipal Land Corp. So the, the, the story or the challenge that I issue to people is where else in North America can you go and have three nights out, yeah. all super high quality, all walkable, and all 100% safe? Yeah. And, and I stress that, safe, because there are some places that you go, <laughs> and I, I don't want to slag other cities, but, you know, you, you walk out and you want in your cab right away. It's, it's not good. So, you know, we've got these two world-class pieces of architecture, um, National Music Center and the library, like rock and roll. You are now at the brand new iconic BMO Center, yeah. which is utterly amazing. You're there with your buddies. You had a great conference day. Hey, where do you want to go tonight? Oh, that looks kind of cool down there. Oh, yeah. Walk it, do, do East Village, your first night in Calgary. Wow, that was pretty cool. Scoot along the river, amazing food. Great. Second night in Calgary. Oh, where do you want to go tonight? Google, Google. Uh, you know what? It says like a whole <laughs> load of Calgary's best restaurants are just down the ray in this place called Vic Park. Let's go down there. Do, do, do. Walk down, you know, First Street, you know, Bar Varnerfeld's proof. 10 foot. I mean, there are so many just amazing places. And then you're feeling a little rambunctious. Hey, 10th Ave, Kraft, National, Briggs. Um, that was fun. And then your third night, oh, we heard, heard about this thing called the Red Mile. Oh, we got to do that. 17th Avenue extension. You're there, zoop, down 17th Ave. Where else can you do that? And and that's what we've got. I that's love that. Our, you you yeah. just put me back so, to a movie with Steve for, Martin. Remember that? I don't know the name of the movie, but he goes, only New York at the end, the tagline. You I, literally, <laughs> what, what's it called? <laughs> only Honey movie? Yeah. You know, it's, I forget that whole thing. Right? Yeah. One, like, what you just described, that's experience. I mean, you're like a poster child for the Calgary, whatever, you know, Calgary Municipal Land. That's no, but that that's your soundbite, right? <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, I haven't. That is saying, yeah. And so I think and do not underestimate the power of a robust um, entertainment and service economy. I mean, San Francisco, they've got their own nighttime economy mayor. Uh, that, that helps uh, manage the yeah. entertainment uh, industry there. And, and there are just so many um, support and ancillary industries that go around that. I mean, Calgary, we do big things really, really well and one-off. We do the petroleum show really yeah. well. We do the stampede really well. There's more to it than that, though. And, and what I've heard from my, my friends at the stampede is that the interest in the new facility has You're done with the new saddle years out. The new... Oh, the okay. new the new conference, oh, the BMO, and, the and Dome. The yeah, Center. because they're they're the crowd. The crowd absolutely. Are... Yeah, the Roundup Center's gone. Yeah, the crowd crowd's no. gone. And Come on, so David, don't don't burst there my bubble. Are... Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. It's I know we we don't want to go down that road too far, but there. I mean, because there are international conferences and trade shows, they're always looking for the because the yeah. the business isn't done inside. The real gravy is done outside and it's the quality of experience that your clients have when they come to a show. So, you know, in the past, it was like, let's go to, to New Orleans and, and we can get everyone drunk. And, and it's great. Bourbon Street. Oh, yeah, sure. we've had a great time. Deal with the clients or or what have you. Um, Vegas does it in its own Vegas way. It's its own animal. Let's not talk about that. But, you know, they're looking for these next great places to hold their giant conventions and trade shows. And Calgary is very well, much that experience. I mean, uh, on the grid. You know, what got me excited for the so reasons I mentioned months ago, or maybe less than that. But I, I went to a conference with Mary Moran was there and she was 
Um, and she was talking about the Live Tech Love Life, you know, that whole. And I was like, wow, where else can you be in the, mm. in the daytime and you go to the mountains by four or five o'clock? You know, and that experiences are important, whether it's the weekend or nights, uh, whether it's the summer or week or the uh, winter. But what you did, you've added, you just added a layer to that experience, your three day walkthrough. And I'm like, wow, that description you just had there, that should be the poster child together with Live Tech, Love Life, you know, and, and that whole that whole genre of let's create this community where people want to be right. That that little restaurant who's got a yeah. gig and they're yeah. selling some local local artists or local paraphernalia not paraphernalia like local um i mean like like arts and crafts right <laughs> there's a lot of local local but sometimes those aren't always together and you've just described you described it but and you, that cohesiveness is there and i think that's those are some of the missing pieces put that puzzle together and the mushroom <laughs> the mushroom as you've described earlier maybe that mushroom's not such a, it's 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 not taken off crazily it's controlled throughout pockets of bia yeah well we're building some we're building some structure into the mushroom and we're there you know yeah. we're that super important transition zone and it's that transition zones that yeah. are the most important yeah. things when you think about it so people are traveling through yeah big park to get to somewhere or or doing that site but but we've developed uh, that again um that transition space which is just so critically important and we we have this amazing again opportunity to help curate get, their, get their and, attention and, build and you're going to keep them there uh yeah. yep yep absolutely yeah so it's um it's it's you know that's you know sure. at least three to five years out to to fully see that realization and there are still some uncertainties around what the uh sure. the pandemic will will bring but you know that's kind of the eye on the prize and i think you know, we're one of the most diverse areas in the city in terms of land uses. So that's what we're allowed to do. We, we, we have everything from light industrial to multinational corporation to, you know, mom and pa to, you know, amazing food and beverage. And it, it's kind of like back to that New York thing. You know, I've got this video of New York where I literally went from, you know, funeral home, auto body shop, super high end shishi restaurant, apartment building grocery store bodega yeah. Yeah. you know and it's all mashed yeah. up and it works right and and that's what we that's, that's where i draw a lot of my the bus barns here's what i'm gonna leave with we... one last thing you need yeah. to get some an artist in there painting yeah. them the colors and shapes and size of, of a farm and really create the bus barns right i don't care yeah. you know, like, I, I know what you're talking about or the, the stockyards if you go if you go over to, behind the, the saddle dome or whatever and you know back over the blackfoot kind of there's there's really areas like, oh, man, I just remember that from 50 years ago. But I think the bus barns can be really make them like a barn. So paint some chickens on the walls and paint them red, big red, red roofs. I don't know. That's got to happen. Hey, if the, that's one thing. But if I get my way, they're they're going to go away and we're going to build something like and here's a here's Google Area 15, yeah. Area 15 from Vegas. <laughs> And and the and the meow wolf crew oh, and uh, wasn't it area fifty seven in, have in Arizona there. or something yeah. like that? That's it, area fifty one. Yeah. Uh, area fifty one. Well, David, yeah. really, it's been a pleasure, David Lowe. Yeah. And first, your last thing, your last name is not with an E, just to be corrected. It's L O W. It is the no proper e. Take that e spelling, there, young man. Of the well, no, yes. a shout out to Jamie Campbell from Parker <laughs> ah. PR. She introduced us, and I'm really glad this was fun. I, I, 
I liked our offline chatter, our online yeah. chatter, and we'll hopefully we continue this. Uh, I'm bringing those cows. I'm just going to show up one day. Uh, this guy need this guy or girl needs a place to stay tonight. They're heavy though, right? So I'm going to need a help. I'll need help. <laughs> All right, David, Happy have a great day and stay safe, man. For sure.